Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. On this week's podcast, we're talking about all the big, most anticipated movies of 2021. I'm joined by my co-host and fiance, Kelsey. How are you today? I'm good. So what we're going to do is just talk about this big list of movies that we've all been waiting to see. Also, for the very first time on the podcast, we're going to play a game, a game that you put together and I will be answering the questions to, and it's all about movie studio sounds so that'll be fun we'll see how that goes and then we'll do a movie review later all that coming up on this week's episode hope you're subscribed to the podcast by this point if you're not i don't know what you're waiting for but do that before you listen to this episode just make sure you get every new episode every single monday without any further ado let's get started in a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast One man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. All right, so I put together a big old list of all the movies coming out in 2021. It's kind of weird because a lot of them are basically everything that got rescheduled from 2020 that we were expected to see. The other weird thing is some of them are coming out in theaters and some of them are going straight to streaming services. So it's kind of a thing of people waiting to see how the year plays out. And as we've just seen in the world, the vaccine rolling out. I mean, I think I could expect to see movie theaters maybe more comfortably late spring, early summer. To be back in seats, um, as far as I've seen, all these dates are still in place. I'm going to give you the movie, and you tell me whether or not you're excited for it, or if you would tolerate seeing it with me. First of all, is there any movie that you remember from last year that you were waiting to see that never came out? Black Widow. Yes. Okay, that's first on the list, because that was that was one of the kind of major ones to get delayed back last year, and there was a little hope for it to come out 
towards the end of the year, but that was number one on my list here. I think that was supposed to come out like on our anniversary weekend last year. Yeah, that was our big plans. I was like, two year anniversary. We're going to see Black Widow. (laughs) We're going to go see Black Widow. It's going to be great. Uh, But it's now coming out on May 7th. So it kind of still has like that kickoff date of the summer blockbusters. And I'm excited for this one, mainly because we haven't had a new Marvel movie in over a year now. But also, I feel like it's just time to have a good Black Widow movie for how many movies that she's been in and just never really told her backstory. She just kind of just existed in the Marvel universe. But aside from that, with the whole phase four of Marvel that's coming out, this is really the... I mean, there's some other ones, too, but this is kind of like the main where they're kind of expanding in the original Avengers cast and they're still having their own new movies because it's like Thor and Doctor Strange are all still together. But I feel they're getting away from like their core movies with no more Captain America, with no more Iron Man. So I think this kind of holds what they've kind of built and kind of expands on that. Why are you excited about this one? I mean, I think I've just always wanted to see her like origin story. I yeah. love her character. We don't really know much about her. I don't really her. have anything else to say besides that. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Uh, next on the list is A Quiet Place Part 2 coming out on April 23rd. Did you see the first one? I did not, and that one's going to be a strong no for me. Okay, you don't like anything horror, anything suspense? Nope. The interesting thing about this one, and why they delayed this one so early on, is because this one really needs a movie theater experience. I remember watching the first one, and there's something about being in a big theater with a bunch of people you don't know watching a scary movie and you have a look of terror on your face. That sounds like my worst nightmare. If I'm going to be scared, I want to be scared at home so I can at least like hide under the blanket. But I feel like watching a scary movie in a movie theater is less scary. No. Because you don't, but you don't hear like all the sounds in your house. You're not worried about like going to sleep later. I feel I'm like- I'm worried about leaving the theater. <laughs> oh, you like you're going to get attacked when you leave the theater? It just scares me. Because I feel like that's when you would probably see it at night and then you leave and it's just dark outside and that just sounds like a recipe for nightmares. But I feel like horror movies, they kind of have almost a comedic element when you watch them in a big group because it's like when something scary does happen, sometimes you kind of laugh too. You're scared, but you also kind of laugh a little bit. You never get that? You're not convincing me. <laughs> I'm that trying to convince you That one's a strong no. <laughs> it's so you go by yourself. It's weird to think about when I used to go to movies by myself all the time. Before we were together, that was kind of my thing. I'd go to a movie alone. Even while we have been together, yeah. when we were still long distance, you would go see one like every Friday. That was kind like of my thing. Four o'clock. <laughs> I do. I mean, I like watching movies early. Like as soon as I can go, I like to go see it. And I, I love a matinee. You do love a matinee. And my other thing, my ritual is getting up early on Saturdays and watching movies. I don't know why. I like, because if I know it's going to be a two hour movie, I like being able to do something after rather it being the last thing. Are we I do still talking day. about Saturday morning? Cause if you watch a two hour movie <laughs> at 7am or 8am, you still have the whole day. <laughs> All right. Next up on the list, I have top gun Maverick, which is coming out on July 2nd and it's a sequel to the original top gun. Now I have said before, and I'll say it again. I don't like Tom Cruise, but this movie looks so innovative and like you put so much work into this one that I think it's going to be great. From him learning how to actually fly a plane, from the training they all went through to make this movie, the cinematic quality of how they filmed this movie, it looks like a work of art. Even though it's a huge, big like Hollywood production, I feel like it has like a style element to it that you're only going to really experience on the big screen. 
And not only that, Tom Cruise has kind of been a very big advocate of seeing Hollywood come back after this. And I just feel like this is going to be such a huge movie that not only I, who loves so many different kinds of movies, but people who maybe haven't seen a movie in a year or two will want to go see. Any interest in seeing this one? Yeah, I want to see this one. I like Top Gun. I feel like I want to rewatch it again just to refresh myself. It's been a while since I watched the original. And hopefully this one... I feel like they probably had to make it to where you don't have to see the original to understand what's going on. But I feel with just the plot line of what Top Gun is, I think you'd be pretty safe to go into this one without watching the first one. But yeah, I think this one will be great. And I'll look aside of the fact that I don't really like Tom Cruise when going to see this one. Next up on the list, I have Space Jam 2, a new legacy in theaters and on HBO Max on July 16th. I loved Space Jam as a kid. Have you ever seen the original? I'm making a face at you right now because I feel like that's an insulting question. Of course I've seen Space Jam. I just gotta ask. Of course. (laughs) It's such an unexpectedly good kids movie. And now they have LeBron, LeBron James over Michael Jordan. I think it'll be good. It's pretty much, I guess, the exact same premise as the first one. But they also have a really good director on this one to where I don't think it'll be a full on kids movie. And I think they know that people who just love LeBron James are going to watch this one and also just the legacy of kind of the first one and how, I don't know, I just think it'll be more than we expect. And it's also coming out on HBO Max, so you kind of have that decision on where to watch it. I was going to say, that sounds like one I'd rather maybe watch at home. That's another good thing we could talk about here. Like, would you rather watch it at home? Does it require a theater release? I don't think that does. Is it because it's kind of a kid's movie? No, I just feel like that's one of those that I'm... I'm not like super pumped to see it, but I would like to see it. So I'd rather, I don't think I want to spend money to go see it in a theater. That's a great point. I think when a movie's kind of on that, just that little balance of should we go pay money and take time out of our day to go see it in a theater or otherwise, would you just want to watch it if it's available at home? I think that's where these, this kind of tier of movie really will come through. Cause there are a lot of movies that are like, okay, like even like comedies, you don't necessarily have to go to a movie theater to enjoy a comedy. You can watch that at home without taking in all the big effects and all that kind of quality to it. So I think this movie's kind of right on that line. Although by that point, I might be ready to leave the house. So I might just want to go see everything. In everything the theater. in theaters. Next up on the list, I have the Suicide Squad, which is coming out in theaters and on HBO Max on August 6th. Now, the first one, I feel got pretty negative reviews and like pretty much every DC movie. I feel like they just have a kind of a bad reputation aside from maybe the wonder woman movies, but this one, I mean, it's directed by James Gunn. I think it'll be at least a worthwhile watch. I don't know. I kind of like the suicide squad movies just because they're a little bit different. They're a little more cartoony and comic booky. And I know they're not exactly up to the standards of like an Avengers movie, but I don't know. I think they just have an entertaining quality to them. There's a little bit something there that's not what you're kind of going into. You're not going for a Marvel movie here. You're just going to get some kind of enjoyment out of the kind of DC characters that you don't really get to see all the time. So I think this one is my last attempt at defending any kind of DC movie. I think if they screw this one up, I'm out after this one, which I said that probably after Justice League, but I'll give them one more shot here. Any interest in seeing this one? I don't know any of the characters of Suicide Squad. Like the only thing I've seen related to it was when we went to see Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Which was good. I yeah. liked that. And 
I feel like she's the best part of the Suicide Squad, too. Um, I'm glad they're not trying to make that Joker a thing anymore. I think that took away a lot from the first one and made people not like it because anytime you put the Joker in something, he's held up to a pretty high standard. So, again, my last shot at giving them a shot. Uh, next up on the list, I have Jackass number four, which is coming out in theaters on September 3rd. They're filming this movie. They're getting hurt while making this movie. And I don't feel like there's ever been a bad Jackass movie. Have you seen any of the Jackass movies? I have not. Would you watch this one with me? Debatable. Why? It's just not my cup of tea. Is it the crudeness? Is it the people getting hurt? The cursing? What kind of takes you away from wanting to go see a Jackass movie? I just don't think there's anything funny about people getting hurt. Okay. So is this just the difference between what guys find funny yes. and what women find funny? Yes. If somebody gets hit with a penis-shaped inflatable, <laughs> is that in any way funny to you? No. Oh, see, that's like the funniest thing to me. <laughs> but you also just love Johnny Knoxville. I love Johnny Knoxville. I love... You have a shirt with his face on it. I that do. I kind of hate when you wear out of the house. I also love... If that disappears one day. It wasn't me. <laughs> I also love Bam Margera. I love Steve-O. Ever since I was a kid, I watched Jackass on MTV. And whenever the movies came out, I think this was one of the first movies that I did the whole trick of... It wasn't really sneaking into a movie, but my brother would pose as my guardian. <laughs> so the thing they had, shout out to, what was our movie theater in Waxahachie? Buffalo Creek. They had this thing, and I don't know if every movie theater had this, but it was, you could go with your parent or guardian. There's your loophole. I'm just laughing, picturing <laughs> your brother as your guardian. So you go to the movie theater, and my brother would say he's my legal guardian. And they couldn't really question it. Like, how do you True. prove that someone is or isn't your legal guardian? My brother is seven years older than me, looks just like me. They get that and they're like, huh, well, I guess we can't really deny it. So that would work pretty much every single time. He would say that he's my legal guardian and we'd get in and watch Jackass. Speaking of that, which, not speaking of him being your guardian, but which celebrity was it that thought Bam was dead and like did an Instagram post? Do you remember that? And like did like a tribute and he commented on Instagram was like, thanks man, but I'm still alive. Uh, well, there's always rumors around Bam Margera because he's just so reckless and. But somebody did that and he was like, thanks, appreciate this. I'm not dead. <laughs> but yeah, I love all the Jackass movies. Looking forward to this one. Um, I remember going to the midnight showing whenever Jackass 3 came out because it was in 3D. And then the very next day, Steve-O came in to the Bobby Bones show, which I was interning at the time, and did an interview. So that was a pretty cool moment. And I remember one time, randomly, here in Nashville, I went to go see a movie at the movie theater, and uh, Steve-O was in town doing a comedy show. And I went to my matinee, like I do, and I got out in front of the theater, and Steve-O was walking in. And I was like, holy crap, that's actually Steve-O, and I got a picture with him. So... Fanboy, all the way around for Jackass. That one's going to be a no. I feel like my brother would like that. Y'all can bond Okay, over. I will take there your you brother go. to see Jackass. <laughs> Coming in next on the list is Spider-Man 3, which is supposed to come out in November 2021. And now the date, as of now, is December 17th, 2021. So pretty much the end of the year. They're kind of keeping it locked down of who's in it, what's it about exactly. But it looks like it will come out and... Pretty much what happened with all the Marvel movies is once one got delayed, they all kind of had that domino effect of getting delayed. What do you think about Spider-Man 3? That one's a strong yes. We saw the last one together. Yeah. I really liked it. That was probably my favorite. I love Spider-Man. I'll watch all of the franchises. Like every Spider-Man, um, 
Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland. I'll watch them all. Why do you think Spider-Man is such a beloved superhero? That's a good question. Because I feel like even more so than like Iron Man and Superman, like there's something about Spider-Man that's universally loved, not just in the United States, but everywhere. Because I feel like Spider-Man is like, there's been just more surrounding Spider-Man for longer. True. I remember the cartoon from back in the day, the video game on N64, and then there's been three different Spider-Men. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess everybody has their favorite. And there's also just something a little more like cartoony and easier to digest with Spider-Man that it's not as dark as like the Dark Knight movies with Batman. Um, I don't feel like as popular as Superman is, I don't feel like he has a defining movie. No, there's not a movie for for Superman. That's like, oh, that's the best one. Like Man of Steel. No, there's not a great one. I can't even think of them. That's how much they aren't like memorable. Like I can remember all the Spider-Mans. Yeah, there's just not a defining one. So. Yeah, maybe there's something in that. Coming in next on my list is Venom, Let There Be Carnage, coming out on June 25th, 2021. Which is? My birthday, which is also the day that Batman, the Batman, was supposed to come out. Which birthday, though? It's a milestone Oh, my 30th birthday. Why do you sound so sad when you say that? (laughs) Because I'm turning 30. And? And then when I go (laughs) watch kids' movies alone in theaters, it's going to be really weird. Okay, well, you're not going to do that anymore. (laughs) But this is the sequel... To the Venom movie that came out a couple years ago, which I actually didn't like. That's, uh, I can't think of his name. Tom Hardy. Yes, thank you. And Tom. I love Venom. Like, as much as I love Spider-Man, I think Venom is a great villain. I remember him from the comic books. I remember him from the Capcom video game back in the day. But not only do I love Venom, I love Carnage. And having them two together, it's Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson playing them each. I think it's going to be a great movie. And as much as I wasn't a fan of the first one, I thought it had potential towards the end. So I think this one will be interesting. Would you watch it? Yeah. There we go. A new. And I also like that it's not a a superhero movie about a hero. It's a story about the villain. Do I need to see the first one? Probably. Okay. Add that to our list. Add it to the list. Uh, Next up on the list, I have a movie called Elvis, which is about Elvis um, Austin Butler plays a young Elvis and Tom Hanks plays his manager, which if you remember, this is the movie he was in Australia for filming and got coronavirus. That's right. And I love a good biopic. I think the story of Elvis hasn't really been told in the quality that it deserves on a movie. And I think if you have Tom Hanks involved, at least it has potential. And the guy, Austin Butler, who's playing Elvis looks a lot like him. So... I think that'll be good. It comes out on November 5th, 2021. Do you like music movies? I do. So would you watch this one? Yeah. Well, there we go. I'll pretty much watch anything except for scary movies. Okay. Anything. Yeah. I mean, look at all the ones that you've dragged me to over the past. Well, Jackass isn't a scary movie. I mean, I will probably end up going to see it with you. I don't (laughs) want to see it. All right. Next up on the list. I'm kind of getting to the scary section here, so I'll... I already know your answer that you won't be into these, but they're ones I'm looking forward to and will probably watch on my own. Okay. August 27th, Candyman is coming out, directed by Jordan Peele. It just sounds scary. It's a, a remake of it, but Jordan Peele is the guy who did Get Out, Us, and he is now retired from acting and is just directing movies now. So that one looks really good. You also have The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, coming out on June 4th, 2021, and that'll be out in theaters and on HBO Max. 
I really loved the first Conjuring. It was one of the scariest movies I'd seen in a very long time. The second one wasn't as good, and trilogies technically don't have a good track record, but I'll give this one a shot. And uh, I think that one's an at-home one. I don't think I'll go see that one in theaters. Eh, June 4th? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> then I have Halloween Kills coming out on October 15th, and that is the sequel of a long line of movies they've done with Michael Myers. But now they have, I feel like, kind of reimagined them in a way that they're good again. Because, you know, Danny McBride is associated with these movies now. And there's just something about these that have that kind of quality that the originals had again. They're a little more interesting, and I feel like they're not doing the same thing over and over again. So, excited for that one. Also on the list, we have in the Marvel Universe... The Eternals comes out on November 5th, stars Angelina Jolie. And this is kind of where I get worried about Marvel. Because they're Why? Because they're casting Angelina Jolie? Well, this one, as much as I love Marvel, I'm not entirely sure that this is going to be a great movie. Because I feel like, like I said, they're kind of getting away from not having their main heroes to fall on anymore. And they're introducing a lot of new characters. That's a hard thing to do. They were kind of placing this as being their new group of Avengers. So whenever you just have a bunch of new characters and a bunch of new plot lines and things you got to learn, I just wonder if it's not as good as all the previous movies that people will kind of check out. Because, I mean, Marvel's had just a, a hold on the superhero genre that just can't really be touched. But I worry if they, they're getting away from the movies and pe- characters that people love and know if they'll be as good. But I also feel like they've built up a reputation as a brand that puts out good movies. So does that draw people in? True. That does. I mean, that was kind of the thing of like any movie you went to go see that was Marvel, you knew it was going to be good. They very rarely put out, I'd say never put out a bad movie. They'd put out some that aren't as great as the other ones, not as loved, but it's always a great, it's always good. Yeah. So I'll see it. I will watch it. I'm not super excited about it, but it's notable. And then on my list, I have SpongeBob on the run, which comes out. They're saying early February 2021. There's not an official date on this one, but it's going to be on CBS All Access and on other streaming services. I love SpongeBob. There's your Saturday morning movie next month. There we go. Why did you like the SpongeBob movie? I don't want to watch the SpongeBob movie yet. 27 years old. Oh. But he's such a great... Everybody loves Spongebob. You don't love a good Spongebob meme? I do, but like I feel like the last Spongebob movie... Didn't it have David Hasselhoff? The first one did, yeah. Yeah, that was. it went downhill from there. <laughs> he's selling that, by the way. You could bid on that right now. What? The actual model they used of David Hasselhoff in that movie when they're riding on him. It's like this huge statue-like thing. I don't really know what I'm getting you as a wedding <laughs> There you go. Um, you also have, coming out on HBO Max, The Matrix 4 which the plot line isn't really revealed, but a bunch of the people from the original ones are going to be in that one with Keanu Reeves. I can't say that I'm too excited about another Matrix one. I think it'll be interesting to watch. Um, That's probably an at-home one. I also have um, Dune coming out on October 1st on HBO Max. And then there's a movie called Spiral coming out on May 21st, which is a Saw reboot starring Chris Rock. Nope. I think that'd be a good one. I like Chris Rock and... I'm probably one of the only people who enjoy his movies, which he's a huge comic. 
but I feel like it hasn't really transferred so well into doing comedic movies that have been hits. I like Head of State. I liked a lot of his early movies. And it was just kind of interesting to see that he wanted to take on rebooting Saw. So have you seen any of the Saw movies at all? None? I feel like you could answer that. Not even a glimpse? They come on TV, you close your eyes? I don't even go on that channel. Okay. (laughs) That channel doesn't exist in your your TV guide. Scroll. Scroll, click on. Um, Also, coming out on January 22nd is a movie called Our Friend. It stars Casey Affleck, Jason Segel, Dakota Fanning, and Jake Owen. I think that one will be interesting. I saw he posted the trailer over the break. And I was like, that actually looks really good. Looks pretty. Emo- I love a good kind of indie-ish emotional roller coaster. And that looks like exactly what I'm looking for there. Sounds right up my alley. There we go. Also have coming out new in 2021, the movie Palmer on Apple TV, which is released on January 29th. That's that movie with Justin Timberlake. Yes, we talked about that one. I'm looking forward to that one. Also on Apple Plus TV. I sometimes don't know what to call Apple Plus. Like, is it Apple TV Plus? Is it Apple Plus on TV? Is it just Apple? It's very confusing. Simmer down. (laughs) But they also have Cherry coming out with Tom Holland on February, actually on March 12th. They just love a one word. One word. (laughs) Apple, Palmer, Apple, Cherry. One word. That that looks like it'd be pretty good. A possible Oscar contender there. Also, in theaters and on streaming, Tom and Jerry... That comes out on February 26th. Mortal Kombat comes out in theaters and on HBO Max on April 16th. I'd say the original Mortal Kombat is a good, bad movie. It's so bad that it's good. And I played that video game a lot as a kid, so I will watch that one. And then summer 2021 on Netflix, you have The Kissing Booth 3. Can't wait. Where will they go next in the kissing booth saga? But really, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happens in this one? They get back together again. They just start playing their real life. I think this one will be interesting. I'll tune in. The kissing booth three. Wonder how low of a rating it'll get on Rotten Tomatoes. We'll see. Um, I also polled all the listeners of this podcast on Instagram this week. Um, and just to see what... Everybody who listened to this is interested to see this year. Coming in at number one was No Time to Die. It comes out on April 2nd, the 25th James Bond movie, and the last one for Daniel Craig to be in. I'm not that big of a James Bond fan. I wasn't really into Daniel Craig playing him. I like some of the ones from the 90s, but overall, I just wasn't really a fan. Never really got into these movies. You? No. Did Pierce Brosnan play? Yeah, in the 90s. I was like, did I make that up? Yeah, I love the, the video game on N64 Goldeneye. I was way more into that than probably any of the movies, but I always like when they put out a movie and it's like their final time playing the character. I feel it's kind of like a special event to watch, so that'd probably be my only kind of reason to watch this one. Do we need? Do I need to know any of the backstory of any of the other movies uh, with Daniel I feel, I feel like with this movie, if you just watch this one and like it enough, it's maybe one you could go back and watch the other ones. Okay. So, No Time to Die, April 2nd. Um, coming in at number two from the listener list was Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is coming out on June 11th, which was supposed to come out last year. Um, some of the original people from the Ghostbusters are in this one. And it's kind of a story about the grandkids of them. So that could be interesting. 
Also coming in at number three was F9 coming out on May 28th and is the next movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. So I think they go into space in this one. And I think after this one, they're making one more and then calling it a quit on Fast and the Furious movies. It's funny how their whole franchise started out being about racing movies and they somehow turned into superheroes. I'm trying to think of the first time I ever saw a Fast and the Furious movie. The very first one? No, I saw like four or five. I think I was on a date. Maybe we'll save that story okay, for another day. <laughs> the thing about these movies, I remember them, like the movie theater being so packed when these movies came out. And it's a very long time away that I can remember when movies would actually sell out. Like, do you remember that feeling of going to a, like, before you could get tickets online, you'd have to, like, call their number to find out what the show times were? Yeah, and I remember going, and they'd sell out, or they'd be like, oh, we only have, like, three tickets left on the front row, and you're like, never mind. <laughs> that doesn't really happen anymore. No, because now you buy them online, and you pick your seat. That was just such an awful feeling. I remember that happened one time. We tried to go see Twister on the night it came out, and they were sold out. Like, every single showing was sold out. I think that happened to me when The Blind Side came out. I tried to go see it opening night. Well, glad that doesn't happen anymore. So we also have at number four on listener list, The Kingsman, which comes out on March 12th. I never really got into that movie series. And then at number five was Minions, The Rise of Gru, coming out on July 2nd. And it's the sequel to the spinoff of Minions. And I like Despicable Me. I like Despicable Me too. But when they made the Minions movie, I kind of felt like it was... Despicable Me was the bowl of Lucky Charms. And everybody loved the Minions, but you only get a little bit of the Minions. When you make a movie just about the Minions, it's like eating all the marshmallows at once, and it's too much. So it's like taking too much of a thing you think is good, but when you have it carrying an entire movie, it's not as funny. It's a good analogy. That's how I felt watching that one. So probably not that excited for the Rise of Gru. Some additional ones, you have Shang Chai and the Ten Rings, which is another one in the Marvel Universe. Coming to America, the sequel comes out on March 5th, straight up on Amazon Prime. And that's pretty much it. There's some other movies coming out straight to HBO Max. But I kind of feel like all the HBO Max movies, I'm going to default and say I will watch those at home. Because we have it. It's free. Save a lot of money that way. You're already paying the subscription fee. I feel like that will pay for itself watching all of their new movies. And I'd say maybe, no, probably May. I'd say every movie kind of slated for May, that'd kind of be the start of it again. Yeah, I feel like Black Widow is probably like I feel like that's start. a good indicator, which last year we thought that was going to be the indicator. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So anyway, those are the most anticipated movies of 2021. Coming up next, we're going to play a game, a movie game. So stick around for that. Next. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums, but I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to play a game, a game that you have put together. So what is the premise of this game? So I'm going to play you a sound and you have to guess the movie studio. The movie studio. Okay. So this is when you're watching a movie, the very first thing that comes up, right? Yes. The very famous thing. So I watch a lot of movies. So you should do really well. I should probably know all of these. And I feel like I'm pretty good at kind of visualizing like what it looks like. And I'll try to match the sounds to that in my head. So, I'll do my best. Hit me with number one. All right. So, I like that you played the full clip. Give everybody listening a chance to play along, too. Now, that is one of my favorite ones. Mainly because it's so recognizable and one that I will get stuck in my head and probably whistle around the house. But that is 20th Century Fox. Correct. Yes. Got one down. Now, the thing about 20th Century Fox is actually they don't exist anymore. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> I have to give a little backstory on that. Disney bought them. So now they are just 20th Century Studios. But a lot of the movies from 20th Century Fox are kind of dead now because now that Disney owns them, they don't want to put money into those anymore. Did you know that? 
I did not. You get a little knowledge in a game too. All right, hit me with number two. A very famous one. I hear the lion, and that is none other than MGM. Correct. Thank you. Now, I love MGM. There you go. Hit me with number three. Okay, I can visualize this one. And I think when it first starts out, you see the studio lot. And I kind of associate that with the start of Harry Potter movies and also the start of the Dark Knight movies. So I'm going with Warner Brothers. Correct. Got it. Three for three so far. Okay, doing pretty good here. Let's do number four. What you got? a tough one i feel like it could be two different ones i'm in between paramount and universal i feel like those are very similar i'm trying to think what i could picture happening in this one we play it again okay i'm trying to think of what movie i would associate this with We're not doing the symphony along to the music. Okay. I'm in between still Universal and Paramount, but I feel like Paramount Paramount has the stars that go over the lake. Any day now. I'm going to go with Universal. Correct. Okay, I got it. Now, I think I'm pretty sure Jurassic Park movies are Universal, and that's kind of where I got that one. Four for four so far. Hit me with number five. Oh. Water. guitar i know the guitar that's an easy one that is dreamworks am i right yes got it now i associate that one with shrek which shrek is now available on hulu for some reason oh yeah i started in an accident you started shrek on accident okay i'm sure it was an accident hit me with the next one how many more are there four more five five more okay sounds like my childhood i'm trying to think of movies that came out when i was a kid oh i'm going to say new line cinema wrong oh what is it this one's columbia columbia okay i could almost visualize it i think so columbia is the one with the lady holding the torch new line is a different one okay hit me with the next one Ah, dang it. They sound so similar. What's your answer for this one? Okay, so this one is New Line. Correct. 
this one I remember from watching Teenage Mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, it has like the little film strip that come in to the sides. Those sound so similar. That one was a tough one. All right, hit me with the next one. Easy. I'm going to go with Marvel. Correct. Easy one. I want that music to play every day when I wake up. <laughs> All right, two more. Hit me with the next one. gives it away that's a great one that is pixar yes. animation studios i don't think they do that one anymore with a little lamp going oh, and squashing the letters that was the best part poor little lamp he's gone all right hit me with one more This is also one of the big six. Back to what the one I was thinking of earlier with the stars going across the water. That's Paramount. Correct. Yes. Nine out of ten. You got a solid 90. And you loaded those clips up all yourself? I did. Look at you producing a way over there. Well, there you go. Hope you guys played along with that one. If you like it when we play games, we'll see if you can put together any more. You got any other ideas? I don't. Okay. Well, we'll think of something. I feel like I have like one good idea like every couple of months. So maybe this will be like a, just like a treat sprinkled in. All right. A nice little treat from Kelsey here. All right. I want to get into a movie review now. Just watched a movie called Freaky starring Vince Vaughn. It's kind of weird to watch essentially what was supposed to be a Halloween movie in January, but I'll explain why. Before I get into the review, here's just a little bit of the movie Freaky. But actually, it turns out... Where am I? I didn't get killed. Oh my God, why do I sound like that? I woke up in the killer's body. Don't freak out. Ah! You're black! I'm gay! We are so dead! Ow! Will you stop? It's me, it's Millie! So this movie was supposed to come out back in October. It got delayed, came out in theaters in November, but wasn't available on demand at home until December. And then when I wanted to go watch it when it first came out, it was 20 bucks. And I was like, this is a movie I'm really on the edge. I was going to watch it alone, so I couldn't justify that 20 bucks just to watch it for myself. I gave it a minute and was looking over the weekend at streaming services, got on Apple Plus and saw it was only $5.99. So I was like, all right, time to watch this movie. And watching it, I was like, okay, this feels like a movie I should have watched in October. But I wanted to see what it was about. The premise is pretty simple. Again, spoiler free reviews here. But it's basically like Freaky Friday, the movie with, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan except placed into a horror situation. So it's this girl who gets switched with a serial killer named The Butcher in the movie, played by Vince Vaughn. And she's in high school. She discovers that she's now in this guy's body who, after trying to kill her, essentially they switch bodies. And now she has 24 hours to get back into her own body. Otherwise, the changes will be permanent. So that's the, pretty much the premise of the movie. I thought that was kind of interesting enough for a, a horror slasher movie 
And what I liked about it was it did have that kind of old school 90s, early 2000s teenage slasher vibe. And I'm into that. I thought they did the kind of killings and the actions overall, just the kills in general were pretty cool. They were pretty gruesome. I thought they were a little bit inventive. Nothing like way out of the box that you haven't seen before yet. But if you're into the slasher movies, if you're into just nonsensical, just violence like that, I think it's a pretty good watch. And it also just kind of has a little bit of a nostalgic feel to it because I know a lot of like these new kind of horror movies that kind of use that same formula. It feels low, like low budget. It feels like a bad movie. This doesn't feel like a bad movie. Like it's really easy to make a bad horror movie just be unwatchable and kind of laughable. But I think this one has a great director behind it. And you can tell like the standards are up to like something that Vince Vaughn would actually be in. So I felt it had that going for it. Overall, I thought it was just a good movie. I don't think it's anything you need to rush to. If you ended up paying the 20 bucks, you probably paid a lot way over what was supposed to be worth for this movie. And again, I think this one would have a lot better kind of overall feel to it if I was able to watch it in theaters because it kind of feels like a good Friday night movie at the theaters where you go into a packed theater. A bunch of people are just hanging out, having a good time, eating popcorn, watching just a movie that's easy to digest. And I think that's kind of what I was looking for going into this one. So I think I got that. But other than that, Nothing from the plot or the characters or anything like that was anything groundbreaking. So I would give it three out of five knife wounds. So right on that line of like, if you have the time and you're looking for a slasher movie, it's great for that. But if you're just looking for something, you know, interesting or good to watch, maybe watch a little something else. All right, we've covered a lot on this episode. But before we go, we always got to do a little bit of movie news. Just have some quick things for you. Sasha Barra Cohen, who plays Borat, is saying that the character is done. The last movie he did is the last time we'll ever see Borat. And I think that's a pretty good move to make. I mean, this one was an odd success. I think it also came out at a time where people were home and able to take in a new Borat movie. But a lot of criticism, I think, that this one got was that it was exactly like the first one. So I think if you try to do a third one again, it wouldn't have that same appeal. It was also... the the time between the first one came out and this one came out, there was kind of that factor of like, oh, he's doing another one. So I think being done after this one, probably a good move. I don't feel like you can do much character development with Borat. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of the same thing again. I still found it funny, and I still think it was a little different than the first one, but I think a third one probably killed the character. What else is he going to do? Um, also in movie news, the Rubik's Cube is getting a movie treatment. So it's a movie about the Rubik's Cube. But here's what I think about this one. The Queen's Gambit, which was a TV show that we watched and loved. We did. But you think of like, how could they make a TV show about chess interesting? I think if they do this movie right. So it's a movie about someone playing a Rubik's Cube. Yes. Okay. I didn't, I couldn't visualize. I thought it was a movie like personifying the Rubik's Cube itself. Oh, no. What are we doing there? (laughs) So it could be something about like the creation of it or just something about the hype around it. I just think it could be interesting. Okay. I feel like whenever something has such a bizarre concept to where you think like, how could they make a movie about that? And it reminds me whenever the social network came out and everybody's like, they're making a Facebook movie. 
And it ended up being one of the best movies of that entire year. So, and by everyone, that was probably you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just think that there's something there of taking a kind of off the wall subject and making a movie about it. Um, maybe it doesn't work when they make a movie like the Angry Birds movie, but in this kind of aspect, if they get a good director, if there's a great screenplay attached to it, I think there's some potential there. So that is all the movie news for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode all the new movies if you like that game hit us up and we'll have kelsey roll out in the next month or so there you go on my to-do list um we have to give our shout out of the week all you have to do to get a shout out is hit me up on instagram or twitter i'm at mike distro send me a dm or tweet me also have a facebook page facebook.com slash mike distro or if you're old school you want to send in an email with your shout out request or even if you have a topic you want to throw out to the show you want us something, anything you want us to talk about, or even if you have a game idea, hit us up, moviemikeD at gmail.com. But this is a tweet from Kim Van P who said, you got me watching all the DCOMs after listening to the podcast with Christy Carlson Romano, and she found the movie True Confession, which is another Disney Channel original movie that I totally forgot about, that it has Shia LaBeouf. And he plays like a mentally challenged kid. Oh, yeah. And I didn't think about it until I saw this tweet. And I was like, I totally forgot about that movie. I forgot about that one, too. And the reason they didn't really replay it a whole lot, because they felt it was too, like, sad and emotional. So I guess once they aired it once, they kind of took it out of their movie rotation. I did forget about that one. So that is an interesting one. Thanks, Kim, for reminding me of that one. And if you missed that podcast with Christy Carlson Romano, you can go back a few episodes and listen to that one. She was the sister in Even Steven. So it's a great podcast. Thank you. Go check out that episode. Check out some other episodes and shows we have here on the Nashville Podcast Network. Click around and, you know, check some stuff out here. Thanks to you guys for listening every single week. We'll talk to you again next week. And until then, later. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.